0: This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate, Prostaskias, Leroy, Josh, Tiana, Falloncourt, Spike, Konohamaru, Booyag, Starry, Logan, Punching Potato, and Jen Solo. Thank you again for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now on to the show. gentlemen welcome back to another super d duper episode (laughs) of inspiration point i'm andrew and i'm adam welcome back
1: welcome back it's good to be with you good to be with everyone all the listeners anybody listening it's good to be with you whether i know you or not
0: whenever you're with us
1: that's right um that's right. You know, it's summertime. A lot of people are gonna be driving, they're gonna be going from place to place.
0: That's true. A good
1: time to catch up with your old pals, Adam and Andrew, as we that's talk right. about inspiration, we talk about love, we talk about nerd stuff.
0: We do. We do talk about nerd stuff. In fact, we we talk about almost exclusively nerd stuff.
1: Almost exclusively. Uh because we are uh nerds and we don't really know much else, frankly. Shh, it's still a secret. <laughs> yeah, it's not nah, um, everybody knows. Yeah, uh <laughs> like I definitely look like a gamer, right? Like if you see me in a Barnes Noble, people be like, That guy plays D D.
0: Well, you wear the t shirt, you know, and it kind of gives it away, right? <laughs> I guess there's that. You know. I, I, walked into, I walked into Chipotle uh, like a week or two ago, and I was wearing the uh, Dungeon Master's Guide t-shirt that you got me. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys in the back who was on the grill, he had turned around and he was uh, passing whatever he had cooked through to the front. And he saw the t-shirt. He's like, oh, nice t-shirt, man. I was like, frickin' they're sweet.
1: It's like but, it's the gamer version of catcalling, you know. Oh man, hey, DF, well, coming
0: my <laughs> Well, I need a game. <laughs> it's, it's not horrendously <laughs> offensive for us. It's, we're just well, I I don't know. Maybe I'd be I'd
1: is. be thrilled to be catcalled either way, you know, uh, one one way or the other. Just because you know, I I don't typically get unwanted attention or wanted attention. That's. <laughs>
0: or any attention or attention just no yeah even no in attention. class i'm like hey guys they're like mm. <laughs> even my my kids I'd stand right in front of them and who they, they, they just stare right through me
1: you know i i, I always thought i'm not going to be the type of dad who yells that was a funny I, that was a funny thought
0: yeah um, I, uh, I i'm like how else do they hear you <laughs> you know right. I, don't, I i don't I mean, I I have found other ways, but man, there are definitely some times where it is like, it,
1: yeah.
0: it, it's like being on Twitter with, it's like being a normal person on Twitter. You're just screaming into the void with zero hope of anyone <laughs> noticing you right. whatsoever.
1: Yeah. I, like my wife has like learned to tune it out. Like they will be like, mom, mom, mom. And she's just like, mom, 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 she's just one hundred percent in her own universe. Oh, she man. can just, and I'm like, answer them.
0: For the love of God and all that's holy
1: and my suffering.
0: please.
1: Uh, she's just like what, <laughs> like it just, huh? she's like a thousand miles away, you know. Just, oh man, she's just more used to it, I guess. Because you know, I, I get to escape during the day. You know, I get to go to my job and and do my thing. And, um, you know, so if the, by the time I get home, I'm like, wow, these little ones are sure loud.
0: She's just like, (laughs) I haven't heard a thing
1: for a week. Yeah. I think she would be uncomfortable with silence. Right. Like, um, (laughs) it's just too different.
0: Isn't that one of the things with, with being a parent? Like typically if it's all of a sudden nice and quiet, that is the harbinger of doom. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that's when you get you up and know, go check. Why am I not hearing anything? Like, it's what are bright. they doing that they don't want me to know about?
1: Yeah. And then you go in and they just look up uh, at you, not blinking. You know,
0: you know, they've been on the stock market or something. You
1: know, they've been like, yeah, they've been on the dark web and like buying a kidney or something. I don't know what they're doing. They're uh, or selling one you know they're watching another unboxing video on youtube Oops. um just the worst if I,
0: if i have to see like
1: imagine doing youtube bait like a like a unboxing or a, like a tier list imagine doing
0: uh disgusting what kind of, what kind of punks <laughs> would do a tier just list do a tier list <laughs> like you know what what kind of pretentious <laughs> jerks think that their opinions have any kind of credibility Yeah, to be able to uh,
1: I just hope that anyone boy. ever who would ever make one would only do so with their tongue firmly implanted in their cheek um, yes. because yeah, none, none of those things should really ever be taken seriously no matter what um, so please check out our
0: tier list episode uh, where <laughs> we talk about uh, gamer types. Um, and and our our knee jerk opinions of
1: them. It's kind of like dungeon dudes to your list, but way dumber.
0: <laughs> well. Because those I, are actually I mean, pretty good. <laughs> does that does that say much about ours then? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah I, I we had a good time. That you know what that's what I'll say about it. You know, we had fun. We had a good time. And that's what it what matters.
0: <laughs> it is it is what matters and you know what we uh our, our opinions shift wildly from day to day we are inconstant people yeah and, but not uh,
1: incontinent thank goodness uh, maybe no. in uh, maybe another 10 20 years man, that'll be ambitious. that'll be how like we open up every episode let me tell you <laughs> oh man <laughs> all right guys got to take another
0: break <laughs> got it oh i don't know why i have a smoker's
1: voice i've literally never smoked Uh, (laughs) a cigarette anyway
0: um oh my god so how are things with you oh well you've been you just wrapped up school right yeah
1: just wrapped up another year of school another group of graduates shipped off to do god knows what
0: um so that's uh nice uh you think any of them are going to crack into the game industry? Not if they're smart. <laughs> Honestly,
1: who knows anything? You know, I'm, like, I, I've i had students that, like, just achieve incredibly in school, just do absolutely nothing afterwards. And, really? I, and I've had the reverse, you know. Um, wow. You know, you, you just... High school is not really an indicator of how you're going to do in life. It, like, I know I'm probably not supposed to say that, but, like... Once once like graduation has passed and everybody's done signing yearbooks and crying like that next day when people wake up, they're like, now what? Um, Yep. And then that's a really big question, actually, because for the first time, your life might not be prescribed. And, you know, so people that go right into college tend to do a little bit better because they still get that like structure or if they start working immediately. And to be like working something meaningful, you know what I mean? Or yeah. if they're like, you know, go in the military and like real like but really go, you know, yeah, that, you know, not like, you know, the ones that are able to finish, let's say, like make right. a career out of it. You know, there a lot of productivity can happen, but there's just really no indicator. You know, yeah. I can't say, you know, by and large, the a students do better, like. Yeah, they, I mean, many of them do fine, and some struggle. Yeah. So I, it, it's all up to them now. They all get to decide you know,
0: that. I, I, uh, I just finished watching the, uh, the most recent, uh, well, I guess it's really like a half season rather than a whole season, but uh, the most recent uh, seven episodes of Stranger Things mm-hmm. that just showed up on Netflix really freaking good by the way um but uh you know the the kids are now in like the characters that the kids play are now in high school and there is one segment of the uh of the show where it shows them at a uh at an assembly in the gym and like the sports team comes out uh
1: uh, yeah i saw like the first episode so i I saw that much.
0: Yeah, and you know, it just threw my brain back to those days when you know, when you were in high school. Yeah, and like, what? What is it about being in? I mean, I I guess it's because it's it's all you know. But like, you would swear up and down that this is the most pivotal, important, crucial moment of your life, every second matters. Oh, man. And then you leave, and it's like, what was I smoking? It it
1: was a dream, you know? And and honestly, I could do, like, a whole episode just based on that idea, you know, and and then some, of course, it'd be barely relevant to what we're doing. But in a way, it's kind of like a game that you're really into, you know? For for a while, it's all you can think about as the game you want to jump back on. You want to play yeah. it some more. And then suddenly you're done, you know, and you yeah. and you kind of, you know, it's it's behind you. I'm still playing Elden Ring. I'm still like jazzed about it. I actually just finished the final boss again for the second time today. Nice. Um, but I'm already feeling like, you know, I'm ready. I'm getting ready for, for the next thing. Like you can feel those diminishing returns. Uh, I, it, I
0: actually picked up V rising because um, yeah. that uh, that. Dragon Knight on that bridge just... He was kicking my butt around a lot. And I was like, you know what? I I just... I need to switch it up a little bit. Well,
1: I I would like to say I beat him. But honestly, this last time... I mean, I've been using Rivers of Blood. So, like, have I really beat the game? (laughs) Yes, you have. Because Rivers of Blood is just so stupid.
0: (laughs) Who cares,
1: It's But it's good fun, man. It's good fun. It's the price you pay for... Going arcane and only having access to like five weapons. <laughs>
0: there
1: you go. There um, you go. But it's it's been a good time. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm thinking about what's coming next. I know I need to get back into league and practice some more and and get my team ready yeah. for the for good the next lock. round. Uh, I got my own projects I need to work in. Of course, there's always D and D stuff to think about and do. Um, I'm doing and a finale for my. Uh, student group tomorrow. So we'll wrap, we'll wrap up that campaign. That'll be done. So that way they don't have to think about me for a summer. Ah, you know, they'd love to think
0: about (laughs) me for a summer.
1: Well, like I keep telling them like, you you know, you guys could play without me. You guys can do your own thing. And they're like, in fact, they're like, no, you ought to. (laughs) Like, don't, Like I didn't have a teacher that did this stuff. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know right
1: we just got together and we just did it and, and it was awful but we, we you know we did our best
0: yeah but you didn't have inspiration point no I I to be your I had guiding nothing light. I had nothing
1: um yeah I mean
0: kids these days don't know how good they got it
1: uh, yeah so I tell them that I'm like you guys don't need me and they're like yeah we kind of do <laughs> I'm like, well, that's I, nice, but you don't be over relying on me. Like, actually,
0: you know you you know that I I wonder if that ought to be like a, like a criteria of your class. Like, you get to a certain point where you force yourself to step back and go. You guys also need to show me that you are capable of doing this on your own, like outside of this setting. Mm-hmm. That'd be a halfway decent project, like yeah, you know, find a local game store and you go set up a time, and
1: yeah, then they'll 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 learn. They'll they'll just come back the next week. They'll be like, "Hey, Mister Power, you know, it's kind of impossible to get a group schedule together." I'll be like, "No kidding! Now you are <laughs> now you <fully> understand <laughs> initiated the greatest That's enemy right. of D D is schedule, um. That so, truth. but, but we have, a, we have fun. It's a really good group I have, uh, just really full of well-meaning and, and kids that just want to have a good time and no, nobody there's oh, like good. a troublemaker or anything like that. So oh, that's, that's really nice. Dream. Um, that is. yeah. So, uh, anyway, I got a topic for us tonight. Um, it's Bring about it on, 15 man. minutes in, we might as well go. So, um, Let's talk about shopping. I thought, you know, shopping's fun. Uh, Everybody does a shopping episode. And uh, well, like in their um, in their games, right? Like you almost always have that one session where everybody just shops. And yeah, you know, there's different ways to handle uh, this kind of thing. And it can depend on what is relevant for your game. And so I thought that might be something fun to talk about. Sounds fun. Okay. Bring it out. So you know, what are let's start with Andrew. What are some things you've liked and not liked about um, doing shopping in games?
0: Um, honestly, my shopping is one of those things where uh, it, it's actually been among my my favorite kinds of moments. Interesting. Um, and this has actually come as I've I've been I've been recently trying to think about what kind of of campaign I would like to be in. Mm-hmm. Like I I've been, I've been trying, you know, every day for me is thinking about this stuff constantly. Yeah. It's your job. Or the other. Right. And so, yeah, it can neat be a lot. as that is, you know, it, having that as well as our regular game. Well, as soon
1: as anything becomes obligation, it's no longer play. Right. Right. So that, that is like why that can be draining. It can be difficult. And you're not, sometimes you're talking about the things you want to talk about. Sometimes you're not, but either way, if you, if there's a schedule and there's a grind, you got to do it. But shopping is something you've enjoyed, huh?
0: Yeah. There it's, it has one of those things that I like most that is at, at least when it's done well mm. uh is NPC interaction. Okay, because so that's a big one. Shopkeepers can be so fun. Oh you yeah. You can do so much with their personalities and things that um you can often go
1: pretty goofy with a lot of them or like at least kind of extreme.
0: Very. And it For me, that hits all the right notes where it becomes this fun opportunity for improv. It's not really about buying the thing. It's about the process of buying the thing. Um, Yeah, That's really enjoyable for me.
1: Absolutely. So you like having... Would you prefer to have a few shopkeepers that maybe cover a lot of ground or would you rather have like a wide variety of characters to to think about.
0: For me, it 100% depends on the on the personalities of the shopkeepers. Hmm. If they are all freaking entertaining and impactful and fun uh and just enjoyable to interact with, yeah. Bring them on. If any any boring shopkeepers, keep them. I don't want them.
1: Yeah, so it, you know this kind of thing can really depend a lot upon what kind of game you're running there are some games Absolutely. where the accepted form of shopping day is guys it's on the books okay take care of it yep yep okay that's totally fine you know because now we know that that's not part of the expectation so we right. can we can just take care of the business we're probably not going to get most of our really exciting gear from shopping in this way um right. In another I mean, game heck, it might be a main thinking focus.
0: Ab- thinking about uh 5th edition specifically, they even encourage uh or rather I guess discourage, yeah. you from from selling any or the vast majority of magic items sure. like they stopped listing prices on the things. I think they're like they've got uh, listed prices, I think maybe just for health potions. Yeah. And maybe for one or two other things, but everything else is like magic items are intended to be found or like gifted, or it's supposed to be a big deal when you get one. You're not supposed to be able to just go to a shop and buy the old magic item. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so sometimes, sometimes you, yeah,
1: absolutely. And it's because. You know, how many times have you read the story about the hero that collected a bunch of gold and then went to Yon Shopkeeper to buy the Sword of Destiny, right? Like, you don't typically see that as much as you see, you know, oh, I went into the dark cave and pulled the sword from, you know, the, the corpse of the Leviathan, you know, whatever it is. You know, um,
0: I think it would actually be extremely unique to have the hero who goes out and gets a bunch of freaking gold and goes to <laughs> ye old shopkeeper and it says, just gets geared out like. Just hey, ready that to go. Uh, is that is that the? the I mean, maybe a stupid question: is that the Sword of destiny? Why you yes changed? <laughs> you know, what I be, mean, can, would be great too. I, is,
1: is if they have like no idea what they have, right? Like they're like, oh, this piece of crap.
0: If, Get, would it be better if they it. had no idea or if they absolutely knew? Yeah. Either like,
1: way could be really good. Right. Or if they like, like, why has
0: no one bought it yet?
1: Yeah. Well, like, what about this? What about you, you find like a Koatoa scavenger and he's like trading items he found for like seashells and rocks and, you know, like, just the guy that came in before you was, like, really souped up. He's got, like, a holy Avenger sitting there. And he's like, that'll be eight rocks. <laughs> you know. <laughs> wait a
0: minute. Wait, 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 wait. Do you know what this what is? What the hell are these rocks made he's of? He's like,
1: uh, uh. He doesn't want to fe- feel stupid. So he goes, nine rocks? <laughs>
0: Oh man, I'm gonna take this guy to the cleaners. Fifteen rocks. Well, you know, get a load of this guy. What's great
1: about that is that, of course, value is subjective, and so what? Like, if somebody is like intimately familiar with like the where items come from in the universe, then yeah, they can get an ideal sort of price, which is essentially a fortune, right? Like any one of the items. Oh God, yeah in fifth edition is like hi i'm gonna set you up and your family for life in exchange for this thing that's gonna help me kill faster
0: oh Um, yeah like and and that that would even just be like just a straight up plus three anything even without any other special abilities something like that is like yeah
1: and particularly in earlier editions where like damage reduction is based on like how many pluses you have you know, like in like in fifth edition, it was like DR, you know, five slash, you know, two or whatever. I forget exactly how they wrote it, but it was like fifth or third? No, third. What did I say fifth? It, I was
0: like, I'm pretty sure that's it's not fifth. Yeah,
1: third. <laughs> I don't even remember how fourth handled it. I think they were just like, here's a bunch of plus one stuff. And then like right. in third, they were like, no, a magic items like or fifth. Good lord. I I can't keep it straight. Fifth, they're like, no, these are like big deals. And like, as soon as you have magic, anything you can overcome almost every damage reduction there is, you know. So it it became like kind of special, which it should be, because literally one of the stages of the hero's journey is called seizing the sword. Right. And so, yeah. So like when you get that award, when you get that magical staff or literal sword or book or whatever it is. That, that you're getting it should feel like a big story beat but if your game was maybe a little funnier you know maybe that could be interesting or maybe it's a rags to riches story where your urchin sees the um what is it the thunderbolt 2000 whatever it was harry potter was riding around on
0: oh the uh the nimbus nimbus
1: yeah that's it you know and he sees and then
0: he upgrades to the firebolt
1: Oh yeah. That's so, like
0: that's like two or three bo- books later.
1: Oh okay. So, yeah, he he sees it. So it becomes a, you know like the kind of this goal, but he, even then he doesn't buy it, right? Like it's part of his inheritance or whatever. I forget. No.
0: Professor McGonagall gives it to him.
1: Oh, what? A, in book 1. That's so stupid. Anyway, um, come on,
0: man! <laughs> that's,
1: he should have. He should have won it in battle.
0: <laughs> in battle, he's looking at the he window. He pulled
1: goes, it off of Draco Malfoy's corpse.
0: <laughs> oh man, I could sweep so many things with that.
1: <laughs> with well, that, see, but that's like perfect, right? Because what if like you find like a like a house elf and they're just like, man, I would never part with this broom,
0: man. This thing gets all the corners. This thing is amazing. It's it's got these nicely tapered bristles, right? And he's like,
1: I'll give you, like, five Butterbeers or whatever's money. I don't...
0: Oh, butter beers! You know, (laughs) he's just like, Mm. yeah, all right. (laughs) Hey, side (laughs) little tangent here. Fun, fun thought for for everybody. If you want to make your own Butterbeer at home and you are able to have alcohol, you go to the store... You get a bottle of butterscotch schnapps and you get some really nice like glass bottle craft uh, uh, cream soda. And you pour like half a glass of that cream soda and you do like a shot or two of that butterscotch schnapps in it and make sure the soda is nice and chilled. And Mm. boom, you got grown up butterbeer, baby. It's delicious. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. I mean, you basically mix sugar with sugar. It ought to be pretty
0: good. <laughs> Dang right, it's tasty. Oh, I love butterscotch. Whereas so, I, a
1: man of class, was was gifted with fancy whiskey today. Sort of. Uh, I went to the our sushi joint and I spent like way too much. I took the whole family out and like that's not hard at a sushi joint. So they they came around and they were like, "Hey, dessert," and I was like, "And I noticed they had a bottle of bread breast." And I'm a big Irish whiskey guy. And so oh, yeah. I was like, oh, man, you actually have this. Uh, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take some of that on the rock. So the guy, the owner, he comes over to me and he's like, oh, hey, we have we have green spot, too. You ever try that? I'm like, yeah, I like it. It's pretty good. It's good stuff. It's definitely comparable. He's like, yeah, we got some yellow spot, too. I was like, that's out of my price range. I can't like that's like ninety dollars a bottle. I can't do that. Ooh. You know, he goes over, he pops it open and he pours us both a glass, like a short glass, you know and we just yeah it was so cool i felt so cool that day
0: oh man to be honest
1: it's the least he could do because i've spent a lot of money there but at the same time it was a really nice gesture (laughs) yeah that's oh that's awesome i and yellow spot's amazing by the way i was like
0: wow (laughs) this is amazing there you go you got the recommendation Um, you know this, not sponsored this has,
1: by any uh, Irish whiskey companies, by the
0: although way. Although, if anyone, yeah, if you from want to, any of those companies, you know, or if you know anyone, we wouldn't turn down a hookup.
1: Yeah, we would not. Yeah. So
0: back to the shops. Yeah,
1: back to you the know, shops. It
0: it had this had me thinking. So on the one hand, you've got this ridiculous idea of the potential hero purchasing the sword of destiny at, you know, the, at his local, uh, fantasy target. On the other hand, you've got the typical fantasy hero trudging through, you know, like he has to struggle
1: of- to get it right. Because yeah when you get that item, it's not just, oh, okay. Now you can, now you have enough power. It's, it's supposed to be now you have the power, right? Yeah, like it's it, it is a symbol of your transformation from childhood to adulthood, essentially. And so, so, you
0: know, you know what the answer to to both those situations, you want to have the best of both worlds shoplifting.
1: <laughs> hey, it could be, you know, like um, I there think you go. In, uh What is it called? Uh, Oblivion you know you can't go buy the elder scroll you need so you have to do this whole like um heist to to go nice. to this dungeon in order to get the elder scroll um, there you go i think that's part of like the thieves guild thing in skyrim you get like two or three different um elder scrolls for various quests um nice. and they're and they're always like um like a really big deal uh to to get one of these things you know it, it's very obnoxious i find when I'm playing a lot of games, and my inventory is just like filled with garbage, particularly mm. if it's like if there's like weight limits and stuff. Oh yeah, you know, and and then like the shopping trip is almost just unloading, right?
0: Oh it, yeah, when you can coin. turn it all into coin.
1: Yeah, but in, in a tabletop, there's another. Yeah, you know, so it, it raises an interesting question in, in a tabletop RPG: What am I going to do with all this gold? because if if it it's not narratively dramatic enough to get like a cool magic item from a shop, which I'm definitely not saying you should never do cuz I think there is a time and a place. Oh, totally. But like where can gold go? So, one of the first things that you mentioned was I want those NPC interactions. Yeah. And And then I said, what kind of NPCs do you want? And you said, well, I like the ones that are interesting. Okay, fair enough. So when I do a game, typically what I have is a town that is uh, not complete, but it has several people ready to go. And I basically have them available and they're clickable, right? Like the players can decide who they want to talk to. And usually they end up deciding who's interesting and who's not interesting to them. That could
0: have to oh, do with absolutely
1: what personality I gave them. It also could have to do with their play style. Like, hey, I really don't need the magic scroll guy because there's no wizard. Um, So I want to talk to the blacksmith. Usually, you know, you always got to pay attention to who your blacksmith is because they're almost always like really important, right? Because they're, Yeah, they're blacksmith
0: going to- is one of those. Those uh, stereotypical staples. Like, yeah. You might have this one. You might have that one. You're going to have a blacksmith. Yeah. Always. So, even even a
1: lot of games, they, they'll wrap up like Tanner and Fletcher and everything else into Smith, right? They're just like, it's one guy. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, even though technically these are like lots of different jobs, right? Like, in fact, you know, classically, your blacksmith is the guy who's making like your horseshoes and your silverware, and whatever, you know, actually silverware would be a, silver a smil- silversmith. silver, See, but I, mm. I said a Smith, right. Or did I say specifically <laughs> a blacksmith? doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> you might even just be buying charcoal. You're like, who knows? Like it's, you know, of course this is, this is fantasy. So give them whatever you want to give them. That's the short answer. Totally. Okay, but if you now want- you could
0: go the kingdom come deliverance route and actually have a dude who makes charcoal.
1: Yeah, they had charcoal burners. But the- yep, you could you could actually buy sometimes from Smiths as well, or just mm-hmm. regular traders. But yeah, these were all like separate jobs, and they were creating like their own sort of um, economic system. Right?
0: History is interesting.
1: Yeah, it, by the way, I highly recommend Kingdom Come Deliverance. I think very cool game. I think it's a very cool game. I think it's very educational in a lot of ways. It is fun if also very frustrating, but once you get good at it, like it's a really good time. Oh yeah. Um so if you're looking for something that's a little bit more realistic, it's a good choice.
0: This is a video game by the way. Yeah, it's way, a video not game. a tabletop game. Right, yeah. So, I have some
1: games where um, we get really into shopping. In fact, it's one of the main draws. And I have others where it's very secondary. So, in the patron game, for instance... Is this one you've been
0: running or one you've been playing in? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Fair enough.
1: um, Most of the games that I've played in, uh, shopping has usually not been... um, That big, deal, at least not as big a deal as I've made it in a lot of cases. Um, But that is usually because I'm putting it in tandem with like base building. Mm. And so when you're like literally building the community, you're you're really focusing a lot on the personalities of the people that are there. Mm. And what I like to do is, of course, put a lot more of my prep time and effort into the things that the players are paying attention to. So, so you're you're going to have some characters that are really well fleshed out and maybe they get new supplies and maybe because they get patronized so much by the um, by the players, they actually get more wealthy. So oh, as, yeah. as a result, they're able to expand and become more successful, maybe get a new apprentice, maybe make one of the players an apprentice, you know, uh, maybe one of the players eventually takes over when the guy decides to retire with the mountain of cash you gave him. Um, darn right. You know, there can be a lot of development. Meanwhile, the cobbler who, you know, I've had a cobbler before in a game. I think they got spoken to one time and it was pleasant enough. And then everyone just kind of was like, well, I don't really need any of these things. K okay, Bye. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, then, and it was fine. So what I had done is I had t- taken just a few magic items and I had split them up among these various characters. So only the cobbler was providing like any magical footwear. And even mm. and even they weren't doing all of them that could that were in the book. They were just like, oh. he, here's the two I have, right? Like here's one I I made, and it was just a fluke. I was really inspired that day. Maybe that would even turn into a story if a player was ever like, oh, I'm really interested in the the you know cobbler. But
0: you have so- a human cobbler who is that sounds like a horrifying dessert. A human, a human cobbler. <laughs> <Gross. Mm-mm-mm. laughs> uh, With you have
1: bone hu- crumbles on top.
0: Mmm. <laughs> oh uh, yes. Gives it that that, that sweet crunch. Uh <laughs> uh It's fee fi faux
1: fummy.
0: <laughs> human cobbler who uh who managed to get his hands on the plans for Boots of Elvenkind and is making them, like, unauthorized.
1: Oh, yeah, that's the other thing, is some magic items have implications for, like, a lot of crime, right? Even mundane items. So one thing I would do in my games is you couldn't go buy a lockpick set because who would allow that? So I always made them dentist tools, right? Yep. Um, And also, historically speaking, your blacksmith was also typically your dentist. Um, (laughs) They would literally... (laughs) I have tongs and a hammer. My, I am now your dentist.
0: (laughs) My how far we have come.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, in the Old West, it was as much as just putting up the shingles saying, I am a dentist.
0: (laughs) Seems legit. That was occupational licensing back then. Like, Um, you ever have those days where you look around at modern society and go, man, it'd be really cool to just... Be back in the simpler time. No, I
1: never think you that.
0: Know, I, I, I do sometimes. But I then not My brain always goes to these like fantasy caveats and stuff, where it's like, yeah, but I there'd have to be like magic or something. But the, if yeah, yeah, but if it's what, go what back if, what if to if Kingdom Come Deliverance, yeah, <laughs> the, I'm not going to the guy who creates horse footwear to put metal things into my mouth no you're gonna be like man i
1: hate going to the dentist but you know what would be worse not having a dentist that would be far worse Mm. um or a guy that says he's a dentist again like you're pretty sure that kid got a d at the old schoolhouse um (laughs) So
0: D for I, dentist.
1: D for dentist, right? Yeah, that's, what that's, was, perfect. that's what he was shooting for. So um anyway. Uh, real real quick. Quick yeah. question for you. Okay.
0: When because a lot of this is coming like from at least on your end, is coming from your perspective as a DM. Mm-hmm. Do you do you find yourself engaging in shopping experiences? as a player like when you're playing do you find yourself enjoying or even uh going out of your way to look for these interesting interactions with shopkeepers and having these shopping experiences or are you different as a player versus how you are as a GM where like I could totally imagine you going you know as a player I don't give shopping a second thought i want to get on with it and i couldn't care less about shopping just give yeah. me the stuff and let's go
1: no it to me it's a gameplay feature right and so sometimes mm. there are games that don't call for it there's others that do mm. i and there are some games you get a lot of gold you want to put that gold somewhere it feels wasteful to drag it around if you're playing rules as written it weighs a lot and you need to get rid of it um yeah. So, maybe that means to have magic items. Maybe that means spending your money on something interesting instead. You
0: know... Um, like a uh, lackey who can haul your gold around for you. Yes, or a Name stronghold. The,
1: oh. Yeah. yeah. So, that is the most fun I've had with money, let's say, is being able to build a stronghold. Um, I haven't been able to be at the stronghold as much as I would like, but I have one, and that's cool. Um, that's cool. And me and my... Buddies all share it and we have our own rooms and we boss around a couple of NPCs, but it's not really like a main focus of the game. So a lot of the shopping is kind of like, hey, guys, you know where the book is fine. Mm. Fine. No problem. If we do have interactions, you know, they typically are uh, pretty minimalist because, again, not the focus. Sure. Um, I just haven't been in a game. We're getting to know shopkeepers has mattered, um, so like
0: he could have gotten to know Blinsky. I'm just saying. Yeah, but Blinsky
1: doesn't have anything. So the the thing about Blinsky is that he's a he's an interesting personality, but mechanically he doesn't do anything. Um, at least not nothing that I need regularly, right? Mm. Like he can help me fulfill a quest, perhaps. Uh, but there's no like, oh, if you get this puppet, it then allows you to cast Magic Mouth or whatever. Like, uh,
0: you could get a puppet and freak someone out by saying, hey, I have a puppet
1: of you. <laughs> That's true. Like,
0: you telling me that that wouldn't yield some kind of impactful effect? Yeah, <laughs> it totally so, would.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I seem to be in games where either there's actually something very cool at the shop that I need... Um, like I was uh, I was in uh, one game recently where I was like breaking my brain, trying to figure out how I could pay for this plus two rapier because I mm. didn't have a magic item. Well, I did, but it was like a plus one dagger. And I was like, mm. dude, I'm a bard. I want to have like a cool rapier, you know, need. This. And like, so I was like, oh, man, I really need that. But I, I can't tell you what the NPC's name was, because, again, it just really wasn't important to the story. Mm. Um, whereas, like, I know who Blinsky is. By the You're way, right for to. for people that don't know, Blinsky is an NPC in the Curse of Strahd campaign, and he makes puppets because he's a freak. Um, but he has That's a mean. A, but like Andrew was like, "Oh boy, here's an NPC with some personality," and he went hello, I'm Blinsky. Yeah, welcome
0: to Blinsky.
1: He literally can't stop.
0: <laughs> it's not scary. It's fun for children and you.
1: Yeah. But again, Blinsky was all um, shtick and no mechanics. So, like, what I really want is both. I really want that experience where I'm building my community and, like, my NPCs are both, like, my social links, like, in a Persona game. But they're also, you know, giving me a goal to work towards. So some classes have a goal built in, like fighters, right? Fighters and paladins, what do they want right away? Plate. They want plate, right? So And plate is too expensive to get right off the bat. It's usually too expensive even after maybe even your first adventure. So you have to go get it. Technically, you could even say, hey, the plate armor is difficult to buy off the rack. So then someone has to make it for you or adapt a set. And that takes time as well as money. Right. Right. And if your campaign calls for that, like if downtime is going to be regular, by all means, do it. If you're trying to do like a traditional hero's journey where we are literally traveling all the time, just let them buy the damn thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's fine in that case. Um, so, j- again, it just depends on what are my gameplay features. So right now, the patron game I'm running, shopping is not important, really. Um mm. They're connected to Hephaestus, the the Smith god. So, crafting is big, but they don't really have to do much other than gather materials. And, like, Hephaestus could give a damn about um, uh, gold, really. You know, so he's just like, yeah, bring me a, I don't know, dragon hide or something. I'll make you a cool thing. Right? And that's great. So, we don't really need to spend too much time in Athens talking to people. Meanwhile, um, like the Monday game venture, it's a much bigger deal to talk to the NPCs and get to know them. Um, mm-hmm. In my student game, I'm basically doing Hunter, uh, monster Hunter meets demon slayer. Mm. And it's like, again, it's like crafting plus base building. So shopping's like a huge deal. And every one of the shopkeepers is like important for some kind of mechanic in the game. So, for instance, um, the Smith is also is obviously very important because crafting the monsters into gear is important. But some of my players are also Smiths, so they get to spend downtime with them. So, what mm. I've done is I've stolen the piety system from Theros, and I've instead of making it about gods, I've made it connect to just regular people. Um, hmm. So so people could get influence points with the Smith or with the, um, the innkeeper, right. Or the Jade dealer. Cause I have a Jade dealer. Um, neat. And so once they hit certain thresholds, then all of a sudden you could basically get their side quest, which would, um, result in a, uh, probably a new mechanic that the town could use a new perk, or uh, new items available to build or shop for. So uh, a few of them got a lot of attention and a few others didn't. One thing I offer for the innkeeper, for instance, is um, if they pay for like the expensive living costs, uh, then they actually get experience point bonuses. Um, Whoa. Yeah. So you get like, like if you pay for like, a wealthy lifestyle for a week, you know, then your character's feeling really good. They're getting like a 10% bonus to all their XP until the next time they return to town, basically, you know? Wow. Yeah. And, you know, people be like, that's not 5e. That's not, listen, (laughs) if I offered it to you, you would take it. So shut up. (laughs) And they love it, by the way. Groups love that stuff, right? And and so, by pumping up, you know, more influence, and even investing money directly into the inn, uh, because now they're also getting into like backing the town with their extra cash. Mm. Um, then they're able to, you know, oh, now I can offer you, you know, aristocratic. accommodations
0: for,
1: for this price. And now you're getting like a 15% bonus to your experience points. And they're like, Oh yeah, that's worth every penny. Cause I want to level up. Cool. Cause I want to level you up too, because
0: D and D takes too long. <laughs> yes. Now, how, how does that, how does that feel to the other people who aren't doing that? Are they like, how do they not get left in the dust? That's a really good question. Part of it, I think, has been that
1: I might just have a good group for it. But the other thing is I try to make sure that there is someone for everybody. Right. So if you've got a wizard in your group, somebody ought to probably be providing scrolls. Um, If you've got uh, a barbarian, then let's get some barb gear. Right. Uh, Let's get some let's get some stuff that has to do with like. Creating, creating totems or trophies. Like, what kind of bonus can I get for for displaying my kill in some way? That's very barbarian.
0: Yeah, but, like, you get more XP is a very different well, but tier that's a thing
1: reward. But that's a thing that everyone can do, right? That's not class-specific. That's like, hey, who wants to pay this? And they can do as little as just say, yeah, I pay it. If they want to, you know, the person that unlocks the story, that can be different, right? But everybody probably mm. has got their little buddy in town. Um, and if somebody doesn't and you see that, hey, someone's not doing much with that. OK, let's just cut our time with some of that, right? Because we don't want to just do a whole session and, and then one guy just sits there, right? That's not very fun for him. Uh, but I hope I would hope that I would find some way to entice them. Um, you got to think about your players obviously. And so you got to think about what do they want? How can I'm, I at least get them to wait their turn for the fun thing?
0: I'm just wondering how you avoid the how you avoid a a feeling of unfairness. Like cuz to me if if bonus XP is on the table, that's not even a question. It's mm-hmm. like you it, it becomes it's like the, well, that's to, like it has the to be cost fees. prohibitive,
1: right? Like, if you're not making it cost prohibitive, then it doesn't matter, right? But it needs to be a thing. Well, like, okay, maybe what you're saying is, what if everyone in the group doesn't pay, now we become unbalanced?
0: That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, no, everybody's got to pay for it like work. An, Okay, so yeah, it's, everybody's a, it's gotta, a group thing? It's a group thing, yeah. Okay, you, you were... You had me thinking that it was like an individual can invest in this thing that will boost their own XP. Well,
1: and because here's the other thing, because you talked about, you know, somebody being left out. Some there's often at least one player at your table that likes to be the like bean counter. Um, sure. I've got I've got one kid. He just wants to do all of it. Right. And so whenever anyone gains gold, he, he's the one that takes it down. And, and most parties have somebody that's kind of in charge of the funds right but this right. guy is like okay we've invested this much into the smith and this much into the alchemist and this much into the, the the inn and um here is the money set aside for this project that we're thinking about in order to take on the beholder you know whatever right. and he for him that's a ball for i have another player at the table could not care less um mm. He's a barbarian, by the way. <laughs> so he's oh, just he like is. he's just like, yeah, do I oh, get the man. do I get the axe? Yeah? Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. I, I now approve of all of this interaction.
0: There you right?
1: go. This this is fine, right? So anyway, shopping can be a big deal if, well, frankly, it's a big deal. The other thing is, you don't have to just buy gear. Sometimes you can buy things that are more interesting than gear. In fact, gear is usually, like, the only gear you should typically be buying is the stuff in the beginning of the game, right? So as soon as the the fighter has bought their plate armor, we've moved on, right? Because that's pretty much the most expensive thing that's going to be available, if you can even find a shop that is even going to sell it. So, mm-hmm. you know, once we're... If we're in a wizard's tower and we're literally buying, like, six-level spell scrolls, like... We're, we've we've that's not even what we're talking about anymore,
0: right? right?
1: So we we've done all of the alchemist fire. We're gonna care to buy probably for the whole game. Um, you know, even healing potions like we all have so many hit points now that they're basically like, okay, did you take Goodberry? Okay, great, we're covered. Yeah. You know, like that's that's where the the game kind of gets to. Um, I like being able to spend money on things that have story rewards more than um, just game rewards, even though I do like things like XP boosts, So things like being able to buy a stronghold, what does it give you? Well, it gives you the fantasy that you have a stronghold, frankly. Right. And that's cool. Right. Or even being able to take your money and give it to the old widow when she's suffering makes you feel good. Maybe I give you an honor point for that or a piety point or maybe maybe like in um, Baldur's Gate, uh, the original game, it would give you experience points for doing the good guy thing and it would typically give you money for doing the bad guy thing, you Mm. know, so which heavily leaned you into being heroic. But that's fine because that's what the game was supposed to be. right? Right. So it was like, hey, pick the obvious good guy thing, idiot. And you're like, all right, I do it. And they're like, good, here's a level. There you go. <laughs> Be good. It, it pays. Be good. It pays. You know, listen, do you want fifth level spells or not? Okay. Give back the money to the old widow.
0: <laughs> yep. You're not going to want to need it anyway. But
1: having somewhere interesting to put that is, is I think, really important. So during the course of, of our, our adventure... We're taking on literal and figurative weight. And when we return to that town, we want to be able to unload. We want to relax, but we also literally want to unload the things that we have collected. And that all needs to matter. And if we return to this place, we should be able to over time, see the impact of those things, right? If you, if you spend money, if you inject wealth into a village, We should see an effect of that, both positive and even potentially negative, um, as, you know, either they get access to better stuff, but now they're also a bigger target for the bandit population, right? Or higher taxes from the, the sheriff of Nottingham or whatever, you know, and who then starts, you know, basically running an extortion racket. So... There's so much potential for good story stuff in what can be a shopping trip. But again, having said that, it's totally fine. If you just want to have shopping be minimal so you can get back to what your game's
0: actually about. You know, this had me thinking as well that um, I know you you mentioned that you feel like D&D is, at at least if you're playing raw, um, that it's too slow that it
1: well it's know, just it for me i would say like sure. some people really like that burn but for me i mean, I, the, I just want to level fast
0: the idea of of that level pacing i mean it's all personal preference but one thing that you can definitely see by making things take longer by stretching things out like that is that it would inherently make mundane shopping much more impactful and much more valuable because you That's have true. much longer Very stretches true. of time where yeah you're, you're building up that gold supply, right? And you, you, you're constantly needing tools. You're constantly needing supplies. So you're always making a stop off at, at the general store. you oh, yeah like re-upping you're, all your stuff, right?
1: If you're only in those first two tiers of play for like the whole game, then yeah, by all means, that absolutely makes sense. Like, being having to replenish things, having things corrode or break, um, having to just even do simple things to help the townsfolk that can be fantastic if your campaign's ending at level six or seven, right? Like, totally, why not? Why not? And then, yeah, go ahead and level slow if you're trying to get your players to level 15 or 20 and you don't want to run your game for two years. <laughs>
0: Although there are actually a lot of people who do. <laughs>
1: they do. They do, yeah, yeah. do that. I just want to get to the point. Because, like, my problem personally, and I can only talk about myself, obviously. But, like, sure, I'm always thinking about the next thing, you know. As soon as I have a toy, I want the next toy. So, like, I am, I am well into probably just the second act of my patron game. Mm-hmm. But I'm already thinking, like, three more campaigns ahead. Right. That I haven't even started. And so sometimes we got to get to that ending. But we also don't want to David and Dan these things. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then people hate you so much. You don't even get to the Star Wars project you wanted in the first place.
0: Oh, poor guys. Yeah. I. You know, it's funny. I. I'm the exact opposite. Like. Oh, yeah. I know you like your slow burns. I'm like that with even with food. Like if i find something that is good something that i like something that's fun i'll sit with it forever because for me it's like if if the shopping experience is fun i don't care if i get another level if i'm getting a bunch of other fun cool stuff yeah otherwise you know if maybe totally. You know, you could definitely be playing a game where it's not so much about the powers available to you, it's about the resources available to you mm-hmm. and how yeah. you leverage those resources. So I just want all of it. <laughs> that, yeah, I know you do.
1: I want all the things, you know. Yeah, definitely. You know, because because that's part of the draw of being in this hobby specifically, is that everything is is a theoretically at least available right like yeah you know you can have what you want part of the whole fantasy is being able to achieve things that are far more difficult in real
0: life <laughs> but at the same time doesn't that doesn't that kind of leave you in a perpetual state of dissatisfaction yes and <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, this, this is why I don't burn
1: out, Andrew. <laughs> that, see, that that's that's because I'm like, well, that was fun. I I love the year I thought about that. Now here's the new thing, you yeah. know, and and that's great. Although it's funny because like with video games, I I'm almost more like you because I want to play the hell out of something yeah. before before I actually move on. So, Elden Ring is gonna be like broken down somehow. It's gonna like. Somehow get old on my machine, if and it, I'm gonna if I'm works. gonna have like three whole games the whole time I have a PS5, right? There you go. <laughs> like my there PS4, I think I played like, like in its lifespan, I think I honest to goodness played like eight games.
0: I feel like I'm probably similar at least when it. I mean, definitely not with PC. Good lord, not with PC. But like, I, it, I can't
1: even tell you how many times I went through Fallout Four. Like,
0: oh my god. Mm, yeah, consoles were definitely especially like the um if you were if you were playing Nintendo stuff back in the day when it was between cartridges and stuff on disc cartridges were always more expensive just because the the hardware was proprietary and funky um so like if you had if you had an n64 having a big library of carts for it was a significant investment so instead you you know at least for me it was like you get you know you would buy one or two over the course of like 6 eight, ten oh 10 yeah. months you know oh, yeah. you go a long time so you
1: you better make those things game. last yep yeah, I mean, I think I think back to when I had a Super Nintendo. I think I had mm-hmm. like three or four games I honestly like owned. Yeah, and so I played everything that they
0: could do. Oh, you right? just till the wheels fell off, man. You know,
1: um, so it was yeah. I totally I totally get what you're saying. Some people just they like potato chips. Yep. Um, you know, and I do like to sink my teeth into D and D, but I just. You know me, I like to feel progression all the time. Yeah. And I like that both as a player and as a GM. Mm -hmm. Um and and that's been to the complaint of players I've had in the past, and and, you know, fair enough. That's totally cool. I I, all I can say is what I like. So
0: Yeah. And that's not
1: I can't say it's objectively right, obviously.
0: No, it's you know, like we've said on many occasions, you know, it's a matter of personal preference. I mean like I said earlier, you know, I've been trying to think about the kind of experiences that I would like to participate in. And and they are, what's been going through my head is, is very different than than the games, uh, than the game types that I have been playing, you know, the... the Which makes game. sense. <laughs> sure. You've played them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know tastes change preferences change and you know as far as this episode goes you know because we're we're right up on the end of the episode here and I think at least for me I feel like the takeaway from from this episode is that there are there are ways to make shopping impactful for players in different ways you can do it with having gameplay impact if that's what your players are looking for. You can have it with role-play impact. You know, just having those full-on fun experiences that you actually act out. Or mix and match. You do a bit of both. You know, if you want to have shopping for regular stuff, you know, if, if you're an adventuring company that needs supplies and things like that, Maybe it fits better in a low tier game where all those different items tend to have a lot more impact. It, it matters if, you know, if you've only got 100 gold to your name and the gear you guys need in order to tackle the challenge that you're about to face, you know, costs 120. That immediately poses interesting questions and situations. What gear do we think we can do without? What stuff do we think is really essential? And then the obvious follow-up: How is the GM going to screw us, no matter what choice <laughs> we make? Right. Uh, oh well, he's got uh, Nozer's marvelous pigment,
1: so time to make a thing where he has to use all of that. Right. Um,
0: yeah. Or every surface just doesn't take the paint. It's, it's like not, oh, it's not portal. Buy you didn't buy Nulzer's marvelous primer, idiot! <laughs> oh, that's why it was half off. Because oh no,
1: no, these are all made in Symbia. Oh no, uh, um, So Nulzer's. I don't even know Symbia is good or not. Anyway, um. Oh, let me give a little credit, by the way, to uh, to Spike on this one. Actually, who we've talked a lot about and had on the oh, show sure. before, um. One way that he kept shopping uh, fresh at later levels uh, was when we went on the Nautiloid. Um, Ooh, yeah. And, and you remember, like, there was that deck that had all the different shopkeepers. And these were not, like, you know, old Hal the Smith.
0: Oh, these guys, yes, yes, yes. These were, like, now,
1: people from different planes of existence.
0: it's it's coming so it made sense
1: that they had like really baller stuff that was was available
0: it was a whole like bizarre bizarre yeah
1: like one of them was like a night hag that was selling stuff um i was dealing with like a bladeling in order to like make my smithing stuff happen and and it wasn't and again it wasn't always just a matter of can you buy the thing some of it was you had to spend time with them or you had to run a chore for them or something
0: well never mind
1: something fun
0: you know where where we were primarily interacting with this was when we were in the abyss and the the monetary unit that was most accepted were souls and uh yeah, you can't just go to a coin star and churn out a few of those from emptying out your piggy bank. You had to go on an expedition and straight up round you up some souls. And that was a whole thing. So there there's another great example of how to make it interesting is play with what the currency is.
1: Oh man, that that's where I got my mask of the blade demon, which is like my favorite magic Heck item ever. Yeah. Basically,
0: that thing was rad.
1: Bonus action, teleport around and cut things. Heck yeah, man! I was like, okay, my paladin's the same right now. Whoa, this <laughs> <Just> way cool. <laughs> like, Super I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm into that. You know, I was all I was I was present for that one. Let me tell you.
0: Amen to that. So,
1: I, you know, I'd, I'd like to talk a big game about how deep I am with all the storytelling stuff. But, dude, if you give me a, a couple of extra attacks and a plus one, I can definitely be pretty shallow. <laughs> oh, they, I don't care who you are. None of us are
0: above a little bit of shallowness I, that way. You gave
1: me some power. But not only that, but, like, power that was, like, complementary to the play style I wanted. Oh, so that yeah. That's the good stuff, but that's a whole other topic for another time. I feel like yep. we barely even talked about shopping. Frankly, we we kind of talked around it a lot. We didn't even get into like what types of shops do we typically see or anything like that. So well, maybe there might be yeah, it might be time for another one some other time or something adjacent. You know, I, I think maybe just a topic of um, gameplay features. Have we ever done that? I feel like we've done something similar to that. I mean, that's a pretty
0: that's a pretty broad.
1: Yeah, like potential. different I mean,
0: features could be. Yeah,
1: because sometimes, like like shopping is just one example of a gameplay feature and how that one you want that to be handled. Is this a big deal or not? So,
0: yeah. well, yeah. maybe we can we could even do like a series, and you know, each episode you talk about one specific thing and maybe maybe we do shopping 2.0 where we instead of talking about you know things we do and don't like about shopping rpg shopping in general we can throw out you know a bunch of examples of like yeah. actual shops you can i guess even, like
1: yeah we'll we'll see how this episode goes yeah <laughs> how many how many downloads it gets and uh, <laughs> we'll decide
0: from there incidentally if If you are interested in uh, checking out something that has some neat lists of different types of shops and stuff, uh, head on over to nordgamesllc.com and uh, check out Spectacular Settlements. Um, I've heard it has a lot of neat shop-related things in there. You know, just throwing that out there. (laughs) Which you can find also while shopping. That's right. You can find it while shopping all right Adam what are your final thoughts for this episode
1: um well I think we've kind of beat the dead horse but uh shopping can be a really fun and deep experience that can even be a main gameplay feature of your campaign uh but sometimes it's not which sounds like a non-topic in a way but um it's important to know what part of the identity of your campaign that that has right. Like whether or not that is something that is a focus or just some way to dump off the extra stuff, get a little bit of power and move back on to the game.
0: Yeah. And you know, I, I would add just a little bit onto that. Um, you know, just like Adam asked me early in this episode, you know, what things about RPG shopping did I enjoy and things like that. Ask your players, ask them what parts of RPG shopping they enjoy. And, you know, if if you want to have a good time, it typically behooves you to try to lean into the things that your players find fun. You know, so ask your players. That's a good way to find out all kinds of neat stuff. Usually they'll tell you. That makes your job way easier. Hey, imagine I do. I do imagine. I imagine a lot of things it makes my that's actually a lot of what we do here it's imagining there's a lot of imagining it's the imagination station baby all right well thank you everybody for hanging out with us down here while we talk shop as it were and uh if you'd like to support the show head on over to patreon.com inspiration point check out the different tiers find the one you like Find the one you love and, uh, you know, throw us a buck or two. It makes our job a little easier, a little nicer. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, go shop around for some inspiration and talk to your fellow players. See what they like, what they don't like, and see what kind of shopping experience you can make to rustle up some fun. And in the meantime, stay inspired. Bye-bye! Bye-bye everybody.